Welcome everyone to the Inclusion Podcast. This is Julie Costin and we're on episode four and it is summertime. I am so thrilled for summer. I'm sure you are too. It's a beautiful day outside. I just got back from going running and then I had coffee on my deck and you know, life is great in the summer. And so I want to be ans- I'm going to be answering a question today from educator about the summer. So I'll get to that in a minute, but I wanted to give you this hilarious update. And it was sent to me by a superintendent who wishes to remain anonymous, so I'll not use their school district, but I got this great email and it says, well, just let me back up and tell you that on the last episode, I had talked about the Summer Leadership Institute coming up in Syracuse in August. And lots of folks went to my site and lots of folks registered, which is great. But this made me laugh when I got this email. So it says, thank you, Julie. Five different parents have printed out your brochure and handed it to me personally, asking us to send our team to the Summer Leadership Institute in August. Message received. We do need more training and support on inclusion. So I guess I'll be seeing you in August. And then signed his name. And so that just cracked me up. So I want to say bravo to parents who have gone directly to their, you know, superintendent and given them the message that this is what you want your administrators to attend, because I find it to be one of the most powerful ways to change hearts and minds is that three-day inclusion conference in Syracuse, the Summer Leadership Institute. So I just had to tell you that because it cracked me up. So great job, families. So if you missed the last podcast and are interested in the Summer Leadership Institute, you can go to www.inclusiveschooling.com and under the live events tab, you can learn all about the Summer Leadership Institute and what we've got going on. It's an excellent thing to send your administrative team to. Parents are welcome to go too. And then of course, of course, educators too. So it's just kind of an inclusion palooza where we basically start from the beginning and help everybody get to the point where They understand how to create inclusive schools. So if you're interested in that, check it out. So today I'm going to be talking all about summer, preparing for the fall and what that might look like for folks. So I guess let's just jump right in. Okay, so this is an email from Amy and she teaches second grade and this is her this is her question. Uh, She writes to me, Dear Julie, happy summer. School ended yesterday and I'm already thinking about next year. LOL. Next year I will be having a student with autism in my class for the first time. His parents are wonderful but they are rather intense. They want their child included and I want to do my best for this student and his family. So how do I prepare for the summer? If it helps, he doesn't speak much. He has echolalic speech when he does speak. I know he has interest in trains and motors of all types. I suspect he is very smart, but it is not always obvious to me. I have been working, oh sorry, I've been worrying a lot about how to do this and get through the second grade curriculum at the same time. It seems like it's going to be difficult to prove what he is learning. Anyway, loads of questions, but I will stop there. How do I use this summer to prepare? Thanks, Amy. Okay, love it. Thank you, Amy, for your question. I will start my answer with the beginning of the question where, Amy, you said school ended yesterday. 
and I am thinking about next year already. And then you said, LOL. And I love your passion. I love your dedication and determination. But I'm going to ask that you start by taking a bit of summer, by breathing, by relaxing. And, you know, as you can see, this episode is called The Three R's of Summer. And the three R's that I want to talk about are recover, reconnect, and refuel. That's where I want you to start, which is probably not what you're asking, but I want to start there. And then I want to talk about a lot of different resources that you can take and use immediately for your summer. But my first thought is school ended yesterday and you're already preparing. I also see words like worrying and getting through the curriculum and loads of questions and all those kinds of phrases in there that make me realize that you are really, the energy that you're spending right now is pretty intense about getting prepared for this student. So you may take my advice or you may leave it, but I think step one is have a bit of summer. Let's say it's even two weeks, right, where you just do nothing except recover, reconnect, and refuel. So the first one, recover, What I mean by that is educators work so hard. And as you know, it is the work of the mind. It is the work of the soul. It is the work of the heart. It is the work of your entire body, mind, and spirit. If you jump right into prepping for next year, you are going in with already depleted resources. So when I say recover, I want you to spend time thinking about how, what does that look like for you? I'll tell you that I personally have a 30-day plan that I use all the time that basically each 30 days, every single month, I'm putting down all my goals around self-care, around refueling, around recovering, around reconnecting, all of it. So jot down what it means to you to recover. Does it mean taking naps? Does it mean getting a massage? Does it mean sitting in silence? Does it mean sitting on a hammock, going to the beach? Doing things that are not school-related are strangely important for getting ready for next school year. So that's the recover piece, all the things that you think can help you to recover. And then reconnect. So who do you need to reconnect to? When we're teaching during the school year and we're spending late nights every night thinking about or preparing for class and things like that, are there friends that you need to reconnect with? Do you need to reconnect with your family at all? Do you have children and want to spend a lot of time reconnecting with them over the summer? So make those plans so that you actually accomplish those things by having coffee dates with folks or going running or walking with people. Just really reconnect. That's my second big idea. And then my third one is refuel. So refuel is what fills you up. Think about anything that might fill you up emotionally. Think about anything that could fill you up physically. So this is health, nutrition, emotional wellness. What does that for you? So I can't really answer that for what does that for you. But for me, to refuel is to eat well, is to drink plenty of water, is to, I like to spend time by the water to refuel. Uh, I also meditate and am quiet to refuel. 
And so those are my first, that's the first answer to the question, which might surprise you and it might not be what you wanted, but I really want you to consider taking a break. I also think learning is refueling. So what I'm gonna offer you now is a long list of things that I think could help you prepare for this school year. If I were you, I'd get out a pencil or a computer to get ready to write these things down. And because it's summer, I'm going to start with four videos that you need to watch. All of them you can get online. The first is very simple video called A is for Autism. It's written and directed by people with autism. And I love this for folks that are just starting out supporting a person with autism. As you probably know, autism is considered a movement disorder. If you study, if you know Ann Donnellan's work around autism. And the movement disorders involved in autism are, there are, it's starting, stopping, combining, switching, and executing. Those are the big five movement disorders. So starting, stopping, combining, switching, and executing. And the movement disorder itself really pays, plays an important role in communication, in movement, in interaction, in everything. So I love to watch A is for Autism and notice, you'll notice a lot of the sensory pieces for sure, but you'll also notice how it is a movement disorder. So A is for Autism, you can just Google that and it's a little short film and I find it to be filled with information about autism. If I were you, I would jot down what new insights do you have into autism after watching that. The next is Wretches and Jabberers. It's a film that is incredible and you can find it by Googling Wretches and Jabberers and it is a film about Larry Bissonette and Tracy Thresher and many other folks with autism who travel the world and they really look at the concept of intelligence and what it means to be smart and have autism and have the lack of speech get in the way. The third video that I'm going to recommend is brand new. It's by Dan Habib and it's called Intelligent Lives. And this is an incredibly important film around the concept of intellectual disability and what that means. So too often folks with autism are considered to also have an intellectual disability. And watching Intelligent Lives probably will change your mind a lot when it comes to what does it mean to be smart. I loved your questions where you said, I suspect he is very smart, but it's not always obvious. And that really led me to think about that film, Intelligent Lives. It's brilliant. It's brand new and really, really worth watching. And the last one is called Including Samuel, which is an older film about inclusion. And if you haven't seen it yet, you must. It highlights a couple students with autism, or at least one, Nathaniel Oriana is one of the students in the film that has autism, but this is a really important film around inclusion. What does it look like? How does it work? And those kind of things. So I'm going to start with those four films for you to begin thinking about preparing for next year. So pop your popcorn and get ready for some good movie watching. You might even wait for rainy days and plan to watch one movie per rainy day. But while you watch, I would not just watch, but I would jot down, what does this mean? What does that make me think about when it comes to preparing for this student? What are you noticing? 
As you can see, I started with the voices of individuals with disabilities themselves, so folks with autism who explain what it's like to have autism. I find that is the best, best way to prepare yourself is to learn from the people who are true experts and not from people like me who, you know, I consider myself an expert, but not in the same way that people who live with autism are experts. So pop your popcorn, watch those movies, and I'm going to share six resources, six additional resources that you can read. Okay, for the next resources, the ones that you can read, I'm going to start with the golden rule of providing support in the inclusive classroom. This is an article that I wrote that you can find on my website and just print it and read it. So this is something to print out and uh, have by your bed and read, you know, at night, but essentially the concept is support others how you would like to be supported. One of the big challenges when supporting students in inclusive classrooms, especially students with significant disabilities, is what the support looks like. So if you go to my website, inclusiveschooling.com, and then you go to articles, and then you go down to the paraprofessional section, you'll see the golden rule of providing support in the inclusive classroom. Another written piece that I think you're going to need to read is called You're Going to Love This Kid by Paula Kluth. This is a book that I find to be wildly useful, so you're going to want to get it ASAP and read this book to prepare for next year. So You're Going to Love This Kid by Paula Kluth. And the next one is called Beyond Treats and Timeouts, and that one you can find on my website, and it's Humanistic Behavioral Supports. You didn't mention behavior, but I find that supporting students with autism and have them having, you know, sometimes unusual behaviors, what too often people do is use punitive measures, and this is about not utilizing any kind of ABA. We're not using any kind of behavior consequence type or the ABC thing, which is, you know, antecedent behavior consequence type thing. <clears throat> it's opposite about it's opposite of all of that. Instead, it's called humanistic behavioral supports. So that's called Beyond Treats and Timeouts. So that is another article I think you should check out. Then I want you to think about what you had written in your question, which is, I'm worried about covering curriculum at the same time. How will I prove he's learning? All that kind of stuff. And I started to think about the fact that you will likely be working with a special education teacher. And I think you should read 30 Days to the Co-Taught Classroom. That's a book written by me and Paula Kluth, and you can find that on, if you Google 30 Days to the Co-Taught Classroom, you can find our site. That is filled with how do you plan instruction to meet the needs of all the students in the classroom, and knowing that you are not alone in this venture. There, there is another adult with you to support that. So that is another thought that I have for you. Also, I want to talk about a website, two websites that you should check out. One of them is Paula Kluth's website. I find that when you're talking and thinking about students with autism, you should pretty much just go to Paula Kluth's website and look at everything on there. So this is obviously a longer task, but you'll find all kinds of useful one-page handouts. You'll find little video clips. You'll find lots of things that you will need to get ready for next year. And then the very last place I want to send you is called the ICI at Syracuse University, and it stands for the Institute on Communication and Inclusion. 
So what you'll see when you get there is there's a lot about supported typing there. And that might be a place where you check out what's going on in terms of supported typing. You mentioned that this student really only uses echolalic speech or mainly uses echolalic speech. I find that getting that communication piece ironed out is going to be critical to this student's success in your class. So you might look at that and look at what's available there. So I hope that helps. My goal was to give you lots of resources to prepare for this upcoming school year. And if you first rest before jumping into all your research, I think you're going to be in great shape next year. If you finish all of those resources and you want even more, then email me again and I'll give you a new set. I probably have hundreds of resources kind of at the ready for you, but let's just start there. And I wish you a happy and joyful summer. And I want you, Amy, to rest, relax, refuel, rejuvenate, recover, reconnect, all of that, and then learn all that you can, mostly from the experts, people who have autism themselves. And also know that next year will be excellent. It will be an incredible year and you will be ready because if you're already a great teacher, you can be a great teacher for a student with autism in an inclusive classroom. So I can't wait to hear how it goes. Thank you, Amy, for your question. And thank you, everyone who's been uh, tuning in to the Inclusion Podcast. I've got an incredible next podcast coming up, so I can't wait to share that one with you. Enjoy, and until then, relax, recover, recuperate, and enjoy your summer. Talk to you soon with warm, inclusive wishes.